Welcome to the Salem Fields Community Church Podcast of the Weekly Message. We hope that you find this podcast personally helpful, and we also encourage you to share the subscription link found at salemfields.com podcast with your friends that might be able to use some practical advice and encouragement. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Everyone have a good Thanksgiving? You 10 pounds heavier like me? Um, so we start this new series today that uh, we're going to kind of go in through, lead us all the way up through Christmas, and it's called Finding Bethlehem in the Midst of Bedlam. And the whole point of this series is, you know, we get so focused on the joy that the Christmas story offers. And, um, but I feel like we've heard that part of the story so much when there's really a whole component leading up to the joy of Christ being born um, that we kind of neglect. And so that's where we're going to kind of take you on uh, this journey over the next couple of weeks and, and really find out uh, how the experience was on that road to Bethlehem, the things that Mary and Joseph had to go through and experience um, and how much they, we can really relate that to our own lives. And today specifically, I'm going to talk about finding Bethlehem in the midst of the unexpected. Um, and we're going to start in James 4.13. And it says, Come now you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. You see, the scripture is warning us that life is full of the unexpected. We can make plans all day long, but the truth is we have no idea what tomorrow or the next hour or even the next minute will bring. Tomorrow in itself is unexpected because all that we are guaranteed is the moment that we are in right now. The unexpected is a part of life that we will all face in different ways. But how we respond in the midst of those unexpected moments is what will define those circumstances. Where we go to find peace in the midst of bedlam that the unexpected creates is what will either strengthen us or hinder us. Do we believe that God has a plan, even in the midst of the most unexpected of situations? You know, we're going to look at Mary and Joseph and the unexpected moments they faced and how they responded. Through their story, I believe that we will get a better picture on how to find peace in the midst of the unexpected. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to just speak your word, Father God. I just pray, Lord, that, that you will prepare these words and you will prepare our hearts to receive from you in whatever way that you desire, Jesus. Let all distractions just fade away, God, and let us just find you in this moment, finding the peace that you offer us, God, as we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing I'm gonna talk about is the unexpected call of God. I want to start off by reading Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 35. There's a lot here, so bear with me, but all of which is so important to this. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. 
And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now there's a lot to take in in these nine verses. Imagine Mary within this conversation. Here she is in the process of marrying Joseph. Now the customary practice during this time is the bride is promised to the groom. And they would technically be married at this point through the engagement by law. As the correct terms were agreed between the groom and the bride's father. But they wouldn't come together until the marriage celebration about a year later. And then they would consummate the marriage. So Mary is in this process when the angel Gabriel visits her. And as we see, Mary gets some very unexpected news. From the time Gabriel speaks, Mary is already flustered from the unexpected visit of Gabriel to the unexpected salutation to the unexpected proclamation that she was going to give birth to the Son of God. Within this encounter, suddenly the trajectory of Mary's life is completely transformed. God has called Mary, and I'm sure her plans didn't involve giving birth to the Messiah. The unexpected has met Mary face to face. She has a choice in how she will respond. God is constantly calling us. And in this specific passage, God is calling Mary to give birth to Jesus, the Son of God. Mary is challenged within that to have faith and trust because the only way that what Gabriel is saying can take place is through the supernatural hand of God because she is a virgin. Now, she knows the scriptures. She knows that in Isaiah chapter 7, he prophesies that a virgin will give birth to the Messiah. Now, I know that, that there are people, there are believers that will read the word of God and think to themselves, that's impossible. Whether it's a virgin giving birth to the Messiah, or whether it's one of the other many prophecies coming to fruition, they see these and they're like, these are impossible. But if the word of God says it, if there is a promise made in the Bible, if there is a prophecy made in the Bible, it has either come to pass or it will come to pass. Furthermore, when something seems impossible or defies logic, it means it can only be done by a God that defies logic. For God is greater than the wisdom of men. And as we see here with Mary, we will be challenged to trust God or to trust our own wisdom. Secondly, not only is Mary being called to trust and have faith that the supernatural will take place, and that God will deliver on what he is proclaiming here. But her plans are being challenged as well. 
She is being challenged to lay her plans down to the will of God and what he desires for her life. Don't we face this a lot as believers? Many of us fight the will of God. We fight his calls of surrender and sacrifice, his call to endure certain trials, his call to have faith or to see his purpose and so on. We fight these calls because they throw a wrench in our plans. Many of us find the call of God to be so unexpected because we never sought his expectations for our lives or situations in the first place. We chose a direction without seeking direction. We made a plan without seeking the architect. And when the building crumbles, we want to blame the designer instead of recognizing that we chose the course of action without seeking him. Is everyone following me? You know, when I was about to start my junior year of college at George Mason, I hadn't chosen my major yet. And I, I had to. It's at the point in the process where you have to choose a major. And so the entire summer, I'm racking my brain. I'm doing research. I'm asking the question, what do I want to do with my life? And so I, I reason with my own logic. And I'm like, you know what? I'm passionate about sports. Mason has an amazing sports management program. And I'll be able to have opportunity to do something I love and have opportunities to be very successful doing it. So I make the decision, sports management it is. Now, if any of you remember my last message, I talked about believing in God, but not believing God. And at this stage in my life, that's exactly what I'm doing. I believe in God, but I'm not believing God in any facet of my life. So I make the decision, um, sports management it is, and the whole time I'm not really feeling this rest in my spirit. I knew that, that something is wrong here, but I'm still just going through the process. Finally, I get to the, the end of my time at George Mason, and I'm setting up internships. I, I'm, I'm talking to places like ESPN and other organizations, and I'm thinking, life is going to be one way, but then it happens. God calls me. And I realized that the unrest that I felt the entire time in my spirit was because I was out of the will of God. So I get the unexpected news and I come to this decision that I have to make. Do I answer the call to a role, to the full-time ministry? Or do I still just, you know, I'm just going to do things my way, God. You know, we are faced with the unexpected call of God. Whether it be a call to a role or a call to surrender or to trust and so on. And we have a choice. How are we going to respond when faced with those calls? Let's look at how Mary responded. Let's read verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mary's response, whatever your will, God, I am your servant. You see, Mary knew that God's ways were higher than her ways. His will greater than her will. His plans better than her plans. She chose to surrender in the midst of the unexpected call of God. 
How are you responding right now in your life to the unexpected calls from God? What is he asking you to do right now that you are fighting or ignoring? Maybe God is calling you to do something that seems so illogical or impossible. Maybe he is asking you to take a step of faith. Maybe he's calling you to surrender whether that be surrendering a relationship. Maybe he's calling you to surrender your finances. Maybe he's calling you to surrender a job. Maybe he's calling you to a full-time ministry such as the missions field. Or maybe it's something just as simple as seeking forgiveness from someone you've wronged or forgiving someone else. Whatever it may be, I encourage you to surrender and trust the Lord. Because whatever he is asking you to do, take heart in knowing that he will be there in it. Even if it seems crazy, even if it seems impossible, God will be the peace as you step out into the unknown following his lead. Now, I'm going to talk about another unexpected thing in life, and that's the unexpected pain of life. Let's read Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 19. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on the wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. So now we bring Joseph in. Mary faces the first unexpected moment within this story when she receives an unexpected call from God. But now she must tell Joseph. Joseph, like Mary, is going through this same engagement process, thinking life is going to be one way when the unexpected news that his soon-to-be wife is pregnant with a child that is not his. Initially, this unexpected news had to have been so painful for Joseph to experience. I mean, he's basically receiving the news that his wife has committed adultery because in his wisdom, in his flesh, and how he understands the story, that's how he receives it. And not only is he having to experience this, but he's having to receive the news not from the angel Gabriel, but he's having to receive the news from Mary herself. And in an instant, the unexpected has pained Joseph and shattered his plans and preconceived ideas on what life was going to be like. Unfortunately, in this life, we experience unexpected pain. We receive a phone call that changes our life in an instant. We are faced with an unexpected situation that turns our life upside down. And I can't tell you the number of people we pray for as pastors or come in contact with on a weekly basis whose lives have been turned upside down by an unexpected death, diagnosis, or financial issue. How many people unexpectedly lose their jobs, their spouse, and so on. You know, I still remember receiving phone calls that I had lost grandparents to heart attacks and strokes, phone calls that I had lost friends to cancer and car accidents. The unexpected pain of life creates chaos like no other. Joseph is battling the same pain that the unexpected has created in his life. 
He is thrown into bedlam. And I'm sure he is feeling so many emotions, some of which I know Jason is going to talk about next week. But within these emotions, within this brokenness, Joseph has a choice to make. How is he going to respond? Matthew chapter 1, verse 19 says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away. You see, Joseph, feeling hurt and pain, wanted to divorce her. By Jewish law, he had every right to, and he had every right to expose her publicly. But he was a good and just man. So therefore, he wanted to divorce her secretly to save her from being publicly disgraced. However, Joseph wasn't handling the situation that God ultimately desired. So in the midst of the bedlam and Joseph dealing with the situation that he faces, God intervenes in verse 20. But while he thought on these things about what to do in the midst of the pain, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived is of the Holy Ghost, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now we see that in the midst of the bedlam that the unexpected has caused in Joseph's life, God speaks quieting the noise around him, bringing stillness to the chaos and revealing his will to Joseph. But Joseph still has a choice to make. Let the pain dictate his response or does he surrender to God's will? Choosing to trust even when he might not fully understand what lies before him and find that peace that walking in the perfect will of God provides. Look at verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Joseph chose God's will and took Mary as his wife. You see, in life, we always have a choice. That's free will. And in the unexpected, it's no different. We have a choice. We can either succumb to the chaos it creates or we can, we can let the pain hinder us and chain us. Or we can find peace in the midst of the chaos by pressing into the Lord. Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John that in this life there will be trouble, but take heart because he has overcome the world. We can succumb to the trouble or we can press into the hope that Jesus offers. How we respond to the unexpected reveals what kind of effect it will have on us. Will it breed more chaos or will it breed growth? Will we run to the things of this world to help us cope with the pain? Or will we run to God? For the Lord promises in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Do we believe that in the most painful and chaotic circumstances that God can bring peace and growth and purpose. Now, I don't want anyone for one second to think that I'm telling you not to grieve in the midst of an unexpected death or allow yourself to hurt when faced with the loss of a relationship or you allow yourself to feel when faced with an unexpected diagnosis. 
What I am saying is where do you run in the midst of the pain? Where do you find your peace in the midst of the chaos it creates? Because if it's in anything but Jesus, it will lead to more chaos or the pain won't fully heal. When the unexpected happens, we must take refuge in the Lord. Even if we don't understand the pain that is taking place, even when nothing makes sense and all you can see is the pain, take refuge in the Lord. Joseph trusted God when the situation did not make sense at all. When his emotions were telling him one thing and God was telling him another, Joseph chose God and found peace. We must trust God in the same way and find our peace and our comfort in his arms. And lastly, I want to talk about the unexpected outcomes. Let's keep reading the story and let's go back to Luke This time, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, is a spouse wife, being great with child. So Mary has surrendered to the unexpected call of God and has truly given her entire life over to the Lord. Joseph has chosen to trust the Lord through the unexpected as well, and together they have laid down their plans to the will of God. So they are walking in the will of God, and I imagine without knowing it to be a fact, that they are thinking they will give birth to Jesus where they live, surrounded by the comfort of home, when suddenly, towards the end of Mary's pregnancy, they have to travel the long journey by foot and donkey to Bethlehem. You know, I think many of us have made this journey with God very me-focused. We have this tendency to try and strike up deals with God that we will surrender if, or we will trust if, or we will obey if, You know, we put so many conditions on God, and if we surrender and don't get our expected outcome, then all of a sudden, we are up in arms. And I have to wonder how we would have responded to this. Would we have questioned God because after the surrender, there wasn't rainbows and butterflies, and it wasn't easy? We have to come to a place as believers where we surrender and say, whatever the outcome. I surrender. Is there really any surrender to God's outcome if we are still trying to control the outcome? We have to go from self-centered to Christ-centered. Mary and Joseph were all in with their surrender to God's will. Even when faced with the unexpected need to go to Bethlehem, they picked up and they journeyed and they still trusted in God within this new unexpected wrinkle. But the unexpected doesn't even stop there for them. Look at verse 6 and 7. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. They make this long, unexpected journey at the end of Mary's pregnancy. Like, I think it's like one or two hundred miles. 
They finally make it to Bethlehem just to find out there's no place for them to stay. Another unexpected outcome. God's promise occurred and that Jesus was born, but even in his perfect will, there were still unexpected situations that Mary and Joseph had to face to get there. I'm just trying to get us to understand that even in the will of God, we will face unexpected situations. But there is a peace that we find in the midst of walking in his perfect will that stills all chaos, that stills all stress and anxiety. But in that manger, born in that manger, was the one that brought order to chaos as he formed the universe and everything in it. Born in that manger is the one who came down from heaven into a chaotic world of sin and disobedience and brought peace and hope to the chaos of our own lives. You know, born in that manger was God's perfect will and Mary and Joseph were surrendered to God as vessels to carry out God's outcome. Not their own. No matter what it required. No matter what discomfort. No matter what unexpected obstacles they faced. The only will they wanted was God's. And within God's perfect will is our expected peace. And my last point is just that. The expected peace of God. You know, our world is bedlam itself. The definition of which is a scene of uproar and confusion. Complete chaos. So many unknowns. So much hate, confusion, immorality. The list is endless. We are in bedlam. Then, in the midst of all the chaos, the unexpected hits, and we find ourselves in chaos on top of chaos. The truth is, there is only one place to find true peace in the midst of it all. The peace that took its first breath in a manger in Bethlehem. Peace that followed the perfect will of God every day of his life. The peace that willingly went to the cross to make peace between us and God. The peace that can only be found in Jesus Christ. And we don't need to fear the unexpected. We don't need to succumb to the chaos that it can create. We just need to seek refuge in the Lord when faced with it. Allowing God to lead us through our circumstances to his outcome. Instead of allowing our circumstances to define us. Instead of allowing chaos and fear in the enemy to dictate our outcome. Faith can't dwell where there is fear. Trust can't dwell where there is worry, but praise the Lord because his peace can dwell where there is chaos. His hope can dwell when the situation seems hopeless. His victory can triumph when all seems lost. We just have to make the decision to run to the arms of Christ and trust in him no matter what bedlam is taking place in our life. Jesus confirms this. In John 14, verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. 
Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Don't fear the unexpected before it happens. Don't let the unexpected conquer you when it does happen. Don't doubt when you know that you are in the will of God and you are challenged. But rest in the peace of the Prince of Peace. Praise be to God for Jesus Christ, our Savior, was born in Bethlehem in the midst of Bedlam, bringing peace to our souls. You know, we're about to worship. And maybe there is something unexpected that's going on in your life. Maybe right now, God is laying something on your heart, or maybe you walked in here carrying it. Maybe you are battling unexpected pain. Maybe you are fighting God because he's asking you to surrender something and you've just kept tight-fisted on it, refusing to look at it or to pay attention to it. But it's still there and it's giving you that unrest. Maybe you know that you're walking in the will of God. You're walking in the call that he's placed in your life, but you are challenged And right now you are tired and you are weary and you just want to find peace in the midst of the bedlam. Whatever is going on in your heart and in your life right now, do not waste this opportunity. For the presence of God is here. Do not walk out of here with unrest when God offers you peace. You do not have to walk out those doors in turmoil, fighting the same struggles. God offers peace. And so right now we're going to worship and we're going to stand and we're going to worship together. But I want to challenge you. Whatever God is speaking to you about right now, come down here and lay it before his feet. Lay the chaos that you are experiencing in your own life. Lay down the chaos that the unexpected has created. Surrender what you need to surrender. Repent of what you need to repent of. Do not waste these moments. Do not walk out of here. So we're going to stand together right now. And we are going to worship. And please, this area is open for you to come down and surrender to God. We'll worship, we'll sing, and then I will pray for you after. Don't waste this time. Those of you watching online, don't waste this time. You can worship right where you're at in your seat. Let's seek the Lord. Let's truly worship. Let's truly pray. Invite him, because he is here. Allow him to do what he wants to do in your life right now. Do not walk out of here with unrest when we have peace and abundance. Let's worship. If you are a new Christian and would like to know what to do next or where to go from here, you will want to get a free Next Step packet that contains reading materials and useful resources that will point you in the right direction. For more information, please contact Salem Fields Community Church at 540-786-6212 or visit our website at salemfields.com or email us at podcast at salemfields.com.